As pastors already mentioned, we are typically, we are to be the God-ordained leader in the home. But too many times we have put it off and we have allowed our wife to lead. And by the way, in the point of a vacuum in the home, the wife will lead. She has to. I mean, even in the Bible, there was no place for a judge. God was looking for a man, no man to stand in the gap. So Deborah had to stand up and she had to be the judge. Hmm. Mm. In a vacuum, ladies will lead. And we need to make sure that we're leading what's right. Ladies want to follow. They're designed to follow. They are God-ordained to, even though you may think like, Hey, brother, you don't know my wife. (laughs) But you know what? They are designed that way. If we are what we need to be. Now, your personality, your temperament may not be. Baby, come on, follow me. Uh, The big John Wayne look, you know. There you go. And you may not be that type. Not everyone is. But even in spite of that, we lead in our own unique ways. Some of them are right out front. Others are more of a quiet lead but your wife is looking for you to do that. So let's see how we can be able to help. The way that we spell love to our wife is we're gonna use an acronym, acronym for the word couple. I want you to think of the word couple, C-O-U-P-L-E, couple. We'll talk about the different words that are there. We're talking about the energizing cycle. Do you remember that? We energize each other, her love, excuse me, his love energizes her respect, motivates her respect. Her respect motivates his love. He's designed, God has or designed our marriage to be an energizing cycle, one to another, moving on and on and on and energizing each other in the relationship. Here's some ways that we can be able to do it. Now, I will testify, I know the material my wife is teaching. She's teaching some good stuff. I guarantee you, there is a fear. If your wife does what she knows she's going to supposed to do, will you respond? She's teaching the good stuff, and many times our ladies, our women are connected. They want this to work. We're just trying to survive and be able to work and be able to put food on our plates, right? But we need to be engaged. If we want this to be motivating, if we want the benefits of marriage, there's so many benefits. We've got to be able to do our part. Think of the word couple, couple. The cycle here, this this energizing cycle is proactive, it's positive, and it's also preventative. It helps us not to be able to get into the craziness of it. If we will energize each other, we won't have to go there. We can be able to prevent it. You stay on the energizing cycle there. Now, I'll be honest with you, love is not mankind, speaking of us male genders, mother tongue. I use that more of in our missionary uh, euphorisms there because we're always talking about languages. And we all, there are languages of love. And by the way, there's some great books out there on that, and you can be able to study and read on all that too. And it's been very, very, very helpful. 
But love is not necessarily a man's mother tongue. We need to be able to learn that though. To be able to learn what resonates with our wife. We need to dwell with them, and I'll talk about here in a few minutes, to dwell with them according to knowledge. As a matter of fact, let's just, if you have your Bible, okay, let's go ahead and open it to 1 Peter. 1 Peter chapter 3. We're actually going to reference this verse a couple times. There's two key passages on marriage on, and on the home there. Ephesians 5, big. 1 Peter 3 is another. Of course, there's other good passages in Scripture, but these are more like the pinnacle things here. 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 7. Likewise, ye husbands, dwell with them. Speaking, who's them? Wives. Yes, thank you. According to knowledge, giving honor unto the wife as unto the weaker vessel, and as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers be not hindered. Hmm. We're going to talk about all the different parts of there. But we're going to focus on this word acronym of couple. This is how things that we can help to energize our wife. We're going to use C-O-U-P-L-E. Six things. We're going to try to buzz through them quickly. Things that we can help to energize our wife. The problem is, is women many times when they are trying to, when they do not feel unloved, women tend to confront, all right? And they will do that with each other. Women tend to confront in order to connect, all right? The typical response from we as husbands is that she is confronting in order to control. Have you felt that? She's not trying to control. That's how she tries to connect. But the problem is, as many times, if two men talk the way your wife is trying to connect and talk with you, if two men talk like that, it would be, it would sound that they are being intentionally provocative. If, if another man confronted another man on those same terms, it would be like he's trying to pick a fight. Why? We're looking at it through our perspective. All right? And I want you to be able to picture that and realize that when your wife is coming to you and she's coming up and she's confronting you, realize she is not trying to pick a fight. She's trying to connect. And she's connecting, though, through her terms and through how she does it. We need to dwell with them according to knowledge. All right? They are the weaker vessel, not inferior. They are joint heirs of the grace of God. But she's going to try to figure you out, and you need to try to help figure her out. Between the two, hey, we can be able to find, figure it out every once in a while. But that's why many times we men, we react wrongly. Is that it's the confrontation. But if you can, we realize that she's trying to connect. I think that will help. Once again, realize our wife is good-willed. When she appears negative and offensive, she is actually crying out for love. 
But the problem is our ears don't hear it. Because all we hear is you're disrespecting me. You don't even like me as a human being. <laughs> but she is trying to con connect with us and her heart is crying out. I need you to love me. If we can be able to have that, and if you don't get anything else what I say, in other words, if I was going to give a test to a class, this would be the clincher, <laughs> is to realize she's just trying to connect. She's not trying to pick a fight. She's calling out for love. Letter C. Letter C is the word closeness. Closeness. She wants you to be close. Genesis chapter 2 verse 24 says, Therefore shall a man leave his father and mother and shall cleave unto his wife and they shall be one flesh. And this, yes, the cleaving involves the physical. Amen. We enjoy that. We need that. That's how we men, we connect. We connect emotionally that way. But let me tell you, it's also the spiritual connection and it's the emotional connection. Your wife is needing mostly. Yes, she enjoys that physical too. And by the way, if she doesn't get the emotional connection, you're not necessarily going to get the physical connection. And definitely you ain't going to get any type of spiritual connection. All right. Your wife needs you to move towards her. She wants to be close to you. We need to be able to move towards her and let her know we want to be close. To have that nice look, to have the smile, to have a gentle touch. Just be close. Closeness is also illustrated biblically when the Israelites... In the law, when a man was to be married, they were not supposed to have any type of duties for an entire year. Wow. While we rush off working 10 hours, 12 hours a day. And we wonder why, why, you know, we're not starting off too good. But biblically, I mean, they, that it was a, Precedent. God wanted the relationship close. Can you imagine that as a wonderful precedent for the first year? He wanted now to see, he wanted to set the tone of relationship. Now, how do how can we be close? Let's be practical. Often the first few moments together, when you come home from work, depending on what time you come home, whatever you engage. Maybe you go, maybe you go to work later in the day, you do shift work, but those first few moments, maybe in the morning when you're up and you're getting, getting things going, or you come home from work, those first few moments when together sets the tone for the rest of the day. By the way, my wife is right now, she's trying to be able to tell your wives those first few moments also set the tone. How many times do we get on the crazy cycle? As soon as we get home, she says, does it work? This has happened. You need to spend, spend time with, with his algebra. You need to help with the homework. We got to be able to, okay. She's moving and going. She's functioning. Once again, she gets her identity in the home. 
If the home isn't working right, if the children ain't going right, if Sutter's a problem, that is a reflection on the wife. Something ain't moving good for her. So we have to realize, we have to be able to be, able to be sensitive to that and to be able to help them to be able to help things to function and work well. All right? Those first few moments are very, very important. It helps to set the tone. Remember, she wants to connect with you. Don't all as soon as you come home to go away and sit in another room. That's not going to work. Don't go in, go in and sit in another room, flip on the TV. Okay, you know what? We may want to just go, hey, we may have had a crazy day at work. We may have been yelled at and chewed at or whatever happened at work. And all we want to do is we want to come home. We want to disengage with society. <laughs> and we just want to just be. Be quiet sometimes. She, though, she wants to connect. For her, face-to-face -face time is heart-to-heart -heart time. For instance, women like the small little round tables where there's no one sitting at the head. They're all eye-to-eye, face-to-face. They're all seeing and they're connecting together on a personal level. All right? They don't want you to be just like them. They married a man. They love a man. But many times they don't understand how we connect. We need many times to realize they need to be close and to be able to be close and move towards them. Realize there's no man that can meet all the emotional needs of his wife. We can't do it all. By the way, she can't do it all either. Don't expect it either. But you know what? We can be moving closer, close to her. We can move towards her. Being close costs nothing but time and love. All right, let's move on. Letter O. Couple. Letter O. C, closeness. O, openness. She wants you to open up to her. Many times we as men were a closed book. And that's why many times we don't like, that's many times we stonewall during a, during a conversation. We just clam up and we're quiet. All right? Why? Because typically we'll never win in a verbal situation. They have the verbal, they have the verbal thing down. They got the words down. They got the communication down. They can think of words at certain times that we'll never think of. And we never win. It's a no-win situation. So many times what happens is that the man just clams up and he's quiet. He goes, you know what? I'll be in trouble if I say something. I'll be in trouble if I don't say anything. But you know what? It's safer not to say anything at all, and I won't be able to be judged for something I did say. <laughs> <laughs> can anyone testify <laughs> oh yeah yeah and it can't and you know what we are, women are expressive and responsive she wants to talk about things she puts problems out in the open for discussion she doesn't want you necessarily to fix it she wants you to talk about it she wants to discuss it all right 
And a problem tends to, one problem tends to affect them in all areas. If some area is not working right, it affects in all areas. She is an integrated personality. As we as men, we have the great God-given ability to compartmentalize. One part of our life can be completely disruptive, but we can close that up in a nice little drawer and close it, and we can go on and live the rest of our life. All right? We have a joke in our house. I have four daughters, three adult daughters now, and they're all going, and the fourth daughter's in high school, and um, very close in our family. But you can imagine the communication in our home. All right? I'm deaf in one ear. And I laughingly say it's because they wore one out. <laughs> but we have a joke about communi- a female's communication is like spaghetti. It's intertwined. It's all going. And it's amazing. It's amazing to me. Somebody, I just sit in my living room and I just watch and I listen. It's incredible how they're, they have little antennas. Beep, 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 beep. And, and they can be able to communicate with each other. They can jump from one topic to another, to another, to another, to another. And they go back to another one they talked about 10 minutes ago. And without any introduction and knowing, okay, I'm going back to that. Uh, and, and you know what? They get it. And they're moving. They're going. They're talking. I'm like, this is amazing. I, I was lost 30 minutes ago, but I'm just sitting here. I mean, it's incredible. And sometimes I'll have to say, hey, let's cut the spaghetti. And sometimes my girls will say, okay, dad's rolled a meatball in there. <laughs> okay. Hey, here we go. Dad has something to interject. Okay. Typically, when we, men, we can't multitask. Ladies have that ability. They have that, you know, they have that talent. And it's by the way, my wife is telling your wives to be a little bit sensitive to that. All right? But realize they want to us to open up to them. All right? Communication is so important. But here's some things that we many times we don't realize. And this is something this was earth-shattering for me when I read this research. Incredible. Do you realize that communication, scientifically, communication is only seven percent words it is 38 percent tone 55 percent body language and gestures wow can you imagine that 93 percent of communication is nonverbal Okay, and you know what? When your children are young and they're in their first year, that's how we learn to communicate. All right? Your child that's an infant, they don't know words. They don't know the meanings of words, but they're watching. Okay, that word means that. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, you know, and they're learning that. They're also reading body language. Okay? When I, be- when I became deaf in one ear as a small child, um, I... I went into, I had to learn sign language, and my mother, because I may get, become deaf in the other, there was a fear I could be deaf in, in both ears. I had a form of meningitis when I was small. She immediately went into sign language classes, and uh, she learned how to be able to communicate in sign language, and uh, she became, actually, it was kind of neat, she became the deaf interpreter for our church and everything. It was really neat. But I grew up mostly uh, as, as a child in deaf ministries. All right? And of course, 
pastor knows all about this. You want to be able to confuse a deaf person and really make them mad? Have your body language say one thing and your sign say something else. They are reading your body language and your communication. You can sign one thing, but if you're everything else is saying something else. No. But you know what? Your wife is the same thing. She is out there. Her little antennas are up and she's watching. She's reading and she is trying to be able to understand. She wants to communicate. She wants you to be open. She's trying to read everything and she is reading your body language. She's reading your tone. She's reading the whole makeup of everything that you are. She knows whether you're interested or not. She knows when she, she knows whether you are truly engaged or not. She's trying to connect with you completely. She wants to be close and she's reading all of that. Are you listening to me? as we're going through the, the remote. No, we're not. And we wonder why she gets, ah! But we're not. Communication is so poor, important. How we need to be able to understand all of that. Realize also, your, your, your wives cannot compartmentalize like we can. One problem affects everything. All right. Women typically cannot forget a problem and move on. All right. She's something's got to be dealt with. Women like for a husband to be open and and she wants to be informed about his day. And don't view her questions as an interrogation. She's wanting to know what you did. She's not really trying to be able to probe and see if you actually took a five-minute break today. <gasps> you actually had a break? You didn't call me on it. <laughs> no, they're wanting to know how your day is. They're wanting to connect. All right? I, 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 in my, early in my marriage, I had a struggle with, and my wife wouldn't necessarily do this, but my mother-in-law would. I have the dearest in-laws, and I honestly, before God, I have the greatest in-laws in the entire world. And I mean that. Many times I get along with my in-laws better than I do my own parents, and I have a great relationship with my parents. Okay. God has given, God has blessed in that way. I feel sorry for those who don't. I'm sorry, but God has blessed me. <laughs> All right. Let's be careful. <laughs> But you know what? Many times my mother-in-law, she would simply call. She'd go, hey, what you doing? It's none of your stinking business what I'm doing. And I mostly, I looked at it as an interrogation thing. So what are you doing? I mean, like I don't do anything otherwise, you know. And all, what she was trying to do, she was simply trying to connect. All right? And that's how my mother-in-law connects. Say, hey, she'll call, she'll call, hey, what are you doing now? Well, actually, right now I am, I'm talking to my dear sweet mother-in-law. <laughs> you know, okay, realize that though. But we got to be able to, once again, see things from their perspective. She is not trying to interrogate. She's trying to move towards you because she loves you. You do matter to her. Share your day with her. If you're wore out, 
tell her so, but let her know that you will talk later, perhaps. That's no problem. But you got to connect with her. She wants to connect with you. She wants you to be open. And also be careful about our tone when we tell her stuff like that. Never to be harsh. Because once again, they're reading the whole thing. They're reading all of communication. Your body gestures, your tone of voice, everything is all coming in. You can say one thing, but once again, that's only nine, that's only 7%. There's 93% that she's picking up. All right? And she's getting it, but we're not delivering. Be careful. Okay. So we've got couple. We've got closeness. We have openness. Let her open up. Let her you understanding. Understanding. Once again, I'll refer to this verse here. We need to dwell with them according to knowledge. And we can make all the funny things about, we'll never understand our life and there'll be never way you can understand all of that. But you know what? God tells us to. So if God tells us to, there's got to be a way we can do it. God is not into frustrating his people. Okay? So realize we can do this. All right? We need to try to dwell with them according to knowledge. Try to live with them in an understanding way. Let her know that you trust her heart. Proverbs 31, her husband doth safely trust in her. Whoa. That's the verse that, that's the chapter that, that elevates the wife. And the, ele the elevating of the wife is that her husband completely trusts her. Hey, you want to know? Hey, if your wife does a lot of the spending and all of the things, you want to know what really would really help her if you say, hey, I completely trust you. Don't go through the receipt list. You bought what? Paid for what? Hey, honey, I love you. I trust you. I guarantee you, if you act like that, she will be more on guard to keep that trust. Mm. They're sensitive that way. If she's got the trust, she will take that as a badge of honor and she will be sure that she keeps that trust. Good. And you know what? How many times do we go off and be able to buy something that, that we like with hunting? Something with our car, just to beef it up a little bit, with our truck. Yeah. Hey, don't touch, don't mess with the truck. All right. Mm -hmm. Okay, and we want to do a little something there, but all of a sudden, all of a sudden we don't see the importance of a little bit of bling and that she wants for the home or that she wants for herself. All right, we got to be careful with that. All right? Be able to have an understanding. Their heart that she just trusted. She is the weaker vessel. Because of her vulnerability to her husband within the marriage relationship. When we say such things as, I don't understand you. I wonder if it's even worth trying. Wow. When we dishonor her by treating her as less than an equal. Remember the same verse. They're weaker vessel, but they are heirs together of the grace of life. They're equals. Yeah, they're a weaker vessel. Yeah, God created them to be the help meet, 
but they're not inferior. That's their throne. Allow them to be the specialist in that area. And boy, they can be great. All right? They are fellow heirs. Yes, they're the weaker vessel. They're not, they're porcelain. They're not a cast iron pot. They're porcelain. She can be cracked. She can even be broken if we're not careful. We need to watch how we communicate. Watch our words. How can we be understanding? Let's be practical once again. How can we be understanding? Key thing is, listen. Listen. Don't analyze or offer solutions. Don't try to fix anything. Show empathy and concern. I just something personal that I try to do. When my wife says she wants to talk, usually it gets me nervous. <laughs> but I have to analyze. Okay, two things. Number one, am I in trouble? <laughs> Did I do something? Do I say something or whatever? Or number two, does she, does she need a solution or just a listening ear? Sometimes my wife is saying, hey, I need some help on something. How could I fix this? How could I handle this? Or she's dealing with an, a relationship issue. Uh, you probably know the situation maybe more than I. What, 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 what can help here? Or something in the home. How can we fix this certain thing? Or I'm doing something wrong. Can you show me how to fix, how to keep this appliance working here? But many times, she just wants a listening ear. All right? That's how they communicate. They bounce things back and forth. And I don't have time to go into all the different things. Oh, I've got to move on. But, but I'll have, but all the, how women communicate. All right? Um, stay connected when you're talking with them. Realize that men communicate to exchange information. Yeah. <laughs> women just talk. <laughs> All right. It helps them to release emotion. Just like a tettle, a tea kettle can kind of build up, build up, they let off a little steam sometimes. It, it, it helps them to be able to, to let off some of the emotion. They will just want to talk. They just want to talk. Just want to talk. And you sit there, be engaged. Repeat what she's saying. Try to focus on what she's saying. Repeat back what she's saying. It helps her to know that you're understanding and you want to understand. And we, we, we have some very practical applications in the next section here. Let's move on. P. Peacemaking. Peacemaking. She wants you to say, I'm sorry. Hmm. Without a feeling of peace... She's not going to be close. You're not, you're not being close to her. You're not being open to her. You don't have an understanding with her. And guess what? There's no peace in the home. We need to be able to be sensitive to that. And while, but I guarantee your wife is more sensitive than you are. Wife can feel conflict because they're emotionally connected. They can feel conflict much sooner than we can. They can feel rejected in ways that we do not feel. 
Pastor, how many times sometimes can, can a couple come to us with an issue and the wife all of a sudden opens up and she spews all of this and he's like, I didn't even know there was a problem. We're often here. And we didn't realize she's connected. She has been hurt. She has been, she's feeling a sense. She's sensitive to all of this. She's reading the communication and whether or not we are giving it right way, she's reading it. She's watching it. And all of a sudden there is an issue that's been brewing and building up. And because we have not been open, we have not been close to her. We are living according to understanding. There is no peace in the home. And all of a sudden volcano just erupted. I didn't know there was a problem. Oh boy. <laughs> two women that are good friends will talk it out they'll resolve it as each one states their side they'll all get on the table and finally ask for forgiveness the problem is when they try to use the same technique with us when a man says drop it it's over done it's okay we can compartmentalize. Drawer shut, done. I'm not going to go there anymore. And for us, it's over. It's done. But for them, no, because that's not how women communicate. She thinks you're secretly angry. <laughs> All right? In her mind, it's not over. And she knows she will bring it up again because it's unresolved. Am I saying truth here? Yeah. Without resolution, it is impossible for the wife to be happy. We need to resolve any conflict. How to be a peacemaker. Learn to say I'm sorry if you deserve it. Guess what? You will not lose any respect. It's been my experience that she will actually respect you a whole lot more. Because you know what? If you did blow it, you know it. And guess what? She does too. And if you need to say it, sorry, she will. You need to say it. And by the way, don't expect her to always be the first one to be able to be the first one to break and say, okay, I'm sorry. No, we need to initiate that. Show a loving demeanor. Proverbs 15.1, a soft answer turneth away wrath. Once again, watch our words, watch our tone, the way we communicate. Be sincere in our attitude. Don't blame. Confess your part of the blame. And remembering your words are very powerful to your wife. Those can be incredible blessings, but they also can be incredible weapons. What is the weapons your wife uses on you sometimes? You got to make sure that's never put back on her. Next, L. We're moving fast here. L. She needs to know your she needs, loyalty. Loyalty. L. Loyalty. She needs to know you're committed. Be careful about joking with her. My dad used to always say, you know, when I was young, when mom turns 40, I'm going to trade her in for 220. 
<laughs> My mom would look at dad and she'd say, honey, you couldn't handle 220s. <laughs>
She wants you to honor and cherish her. Part of the game, she wants to be honored, taken care of, cherished, esteeming her. It's a different kind of respect than a man thinks of. She needs to be treasured and valued. We as men, we look at respect completely different. We look at we want respect when we're at work. Hey, you know what? If that guy doesn't treasure me or value me, I don't give a rip as long as he respects my position. Okay, and we do what we need to do. All right, we're moving on. You don't have to like me, but as long as we're moving on and we're functioning, okay, I respect the work you're doing. You respect what I'm going to do. Hey, let's just do it and let's make it work. All right, let's do this. But a wife is not, she doesn't interpret respect the same way. They need respect, but they want to be valued, cherished, treasured. She wants to know that she is on your mind first and foremost. You value her. How can we show esteem? Symbolic actions are usually the best way to show esteem. Never forget a birthday or anniversary. I don't care what you got to do. We've all been guilty of forgetting things. We get wrapped up in our own little worlds. But we have to be very careful with that. For instance, with birthdays, with our, especially our children's birthdays, realize for nine months she carried that baby and was asked about the due date. She can never forget a birthday. We can forget our children's names. <laughs> All right? By the way, the same thing with marriage. Her marriage date etched, etched on her soul. That's the pinnacle. They've always looked, I mean, ever since she was a little girl and she realized there was a little princess and there could be a prince charming one day, they dreamed of the day that they would get married. And marriage was the pinnacle. She didn't realize she would get stuck with a bum for the rest of her life, though. <laughs> but you know what? It's the wedding date. She never forgets it. Be careful. You know what? Blue thinking is an expensive gift. We'll get something really expensive and that will be able to take care of everything. Usually not. No. Often small little gifts that are symbolic of a time when you gave her special attention or devotion mean everything. Cost is secondary compared to the thought she senses you put into the gift. Anyone can run to Hallmark and grab a card, sign it without putting anything else on it, just simply sign it and give it to her. That's nice thought, whatever, but took five minutes. But you want really want to be able to do something, whatever it is, something that you put thought and time into. Boy, that's going to really help to show how she is esteemed in your eyes. Thank her for all the things she does. Heard a story of a husband that came home and found his house a mess. Kids were completely disorderly. They were all disheveled. And he's asking, what happened? The wife says, well, you often ask what I did all day. Today, I just didn't do it. <laughs> I mean, you thank her for all the things that she does on a regular basis. 
esteem and value her. Cherish her for who she is because she truly is the one that makes you happy. In closing, we've got to do all this why. Last phrase of verse number seven, that your prayers be not hindered. You know what, guys? God is watching us. He is interested in how we communicate and how we value our wives, how we are dealing with them according to knowledge, how we're giving honor to them, and how we see them, yes, as the weaker vessel, but joint heirs with the grace of God, Christ. He's seeing this, and he's giving us a warning. I'm watching. And you know what? I can't even hear your prayers when you're not even obeying this. Hey, I need a close relationship with God. I need answers to the prayers that I give. May God help us to do all we can. Couple, C-O-U-P-L-E.